0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Luke chapter eight, verse 22. So I think it's important as we look at today's narrative that these guys who were with Jesus had decided to follow him. And they've followed him. We know from the chronology that they have full disclosure as to what that means. They've had the Sermon on the Mount, which basically talked about the cost of discipleship in Matthew chapter 5 and moving forward. They've had the Sermon on the Plain that we saw earlier in Luke's Gospel. And so there's, there's been some difficulty that Jesus has spoken to them with about the cost and the, and the difficulties that they're going to face. But at this point, they haven't really faced any real difficulties. And there's been some people who are upset with Jesus, people who have, have said bad things, he hangs out with tax collectors and sinners. So there's been some insults directed towards Jesus. But there hasn't been any, any really difficult things that we've read anyway that they've actually experienced. It's been pretty smooth sailing so far. They've seen lots of amazing things. They've seen demons cast out. They've seen sick healed. They've seen Jesus preaching amazing sermons. And so it's been pretty exciting to follow Jesus. And, and what's interesting is now Jesus leads them, as they've decided, they've signed on to follow him, he leads them directly into a storm. Now, I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter what the storm might be in our life. It always shocks us a little bit. I don't know, Just even last week, I wasn't here last week, I was supposed to be hanging out with John Strain and the rest of you and hearing what he had to say, but instead I was at home sick and it just hit me all of a sudden and I was woke up Saturday and I couldn't get out of bed and pretty much stayed in bed all day Saturday. I got up Sunday morning and said, I'm feeling better, I think I'm I'm over it and I looked at my wife and told her, I'm going to church and she gave me a look saying, no you're not. And so I realized I wasn't. And and I probably wasn't 100% yet. I still felt pretty weak and tired, but I, I, I was over it. But I, I remember in the middle of the night as I'm like throwing up and I'm just like, oh, this is horrible. You know, a horrible headache. Just it was mostly a headache, this horrible headache I had. And I'm like, oh, man, what is going on? And I remember praying, Lord, just please just take it. You know, I know you could take it right now. You could just take this away. And how many of you guys have been in the midst of a difficult situation? Like, Lord, I know you could stop this right now. You know, you, you know, and yet this, this idea that, no, you're going to go through, you're going to see this to its conclusion. Oh. And yet that's that's the way that the Lord does sometimes in our lives. And I think that we can think about difficulties that we go through and we can say, well, is the Lord punishing me or something? How many of you guys have had that thought? Maybe the Lord's punishing me. And, or maybe it's like, why are you allowing me to go through this? Now, certainly the Lord does correct us. And so I don't want to give you the impression that you go through a difficult time and maybe the Lord isn't correcting you with some things there. Because in Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us that he, he chastens every son he receives. You know, if, what son is there that isn't corrected by their father at times? And so there are those things that we go through in our lives. But those things are always to draw us closer to Jesus, right? They don't push us away. They don't make us flee in terror He's drawing us close to himself when we go through correction. And I think when we go through correction, we know it. But sometimes we go through regular storms or regular trials that are just prescribed for us, not for our correction, but for our perfection. And and when we go through those, sometimes we can make the mistake of thinking, God must be punishing me, or, or what have I done wrong? Or oh, I know why God is punishing me, because I just don't deserve anything. And that's true. But we go through those things, don't we? James tells us, and this is this should be our attitude. You know, if there ever was a B attitude, it's James chapter one, verse two through four, where James says, "ridiculously, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials." Oh, goody! <laughs> you know, my car just broke down in the middle of the freeway, and cars are zooming by me. Exciting! Praise the Lord! You know, and that's not usually the attitude that we have, is it? He says, he says, this is why knowing that the testing of your faith. Produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when, when I go through trials, I, I never like them at the time. I never like them at the time, and yet it, it is usually in the trial that we learn that God is with us. And, and either he's going to calm the sea, or he's going to calm me. Right, And that's how it goes. As I'm going through the trial, he's either going to solve it. I know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. And so as I'm going through, I know the outcome's going to be favorable in one way or the other. And maybe I don't understand that or see it or whatever, but the Lord's with me, either calming me or calming the raging sea. And so, when we go through these things, we have to understand that those are are things that we're going through, and maybe the Lord says, I'm going to take it away immediately, or I'm going to develop that patience in you and teach us how to wait. You ever wonder what that means, wait on the Lord? The Bible tells us that. It's in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, where it says, Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, they'll run and not grow weary, they'll walk and not grow faint. What does that mean? Well, it means that as we go through the difficulty of life and the trials that we face, that we find God to be faithful. He's faithful. Either He meets us in the middle of it and, and helps us through and carries us through the storm, or He calms the storm. And when we see that God comes through, the next time I go through a trial, whatever it may be, I can realize God's in control. He got me through the last one. You tell yourself this, he got me through the last one, he's going to get me through this one. Isn't that why we learn these lessons? He got me through the last one, he's going to get me through this one. He's going to work things out according to his plan and his will, and I can have complete complete confidence in the fact that God is in control. Now, there's a joy that comes in my life when I believe that when I believe that God's in control. Now, there's one other aspect of that in order for it to be a joyful thought because I could think God's in control and he's mad at me. That's not so good. God's in control and he wants to kill me. You know, have you ever thought that? That's not so good. But uh, if you came to our Christmas Eve service, there was a a passage that I shared there that I think kind of goes along with this. Remember that, I think it's Romans 8.29, where it says, he who did not spare his son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all good things in other words if god would take his son and allow him to take all the punishment and all the the payment that was due for your sin for you he, he would not spare even that to save you why wouldn't he want to bless you with all good things in other words jesus is crazy about you that he died for you the father is crazy about you that he give his son for you he loves you so much is crazy And so to think about that, God's absolutely in love with me. He absolutely adores me. And he's in complete control. Those two elements bring joy. God loves me, and he's with me. And yet, if one of those was missing, you'd be in big trouble, right? Huge trouble. Then maybe God loves you, but he can't control anything. (laughs) He's up there biting his nails. Oh my gosh, look what's happening. You know, that'd be bad. Or if God's in complete control, he's like, I'm going to get him. You know, not so good, but God loves you and he's absolutely in control. And so that's what James is talking about, this count all joy business. God, you've got this. As I'm going through the storm, God, you've got this. You've got this. And we go through trauma in our life and we've been disappointed by people and we've been gone through just horrible circumstances in our lives. And oftentimes that can cause this, you know, PTSD or whatever you want to call it. But this idea in our minds, these lies in our in our head, thinking you know God doesn't care for me or God doesn't doesn't appreciate what I'm going through or wh- whatever, and, and 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 He wants us to rethink all that, and heal from all that, and rewrite our our memories and and rewrite our our life to to this idea that God has everything under control. And we'll, t- we'll see, let's see that in this passage, Ver- verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into the boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. So again, on a certain day, the other Gospels tell us, it was the same day that Jesus had taught that crowd. He asked his disciples to get into that boat and to take him to the other side. Let's go to the other side. In fact, Matthew tells us he commanded that they go to the other side. And, and a, a very exhausting day for Jesus. You know, preaching all day long. You guys, you guys been exhausted? I was was talking to somebody first service. I was like, I was so exhausted on Christmas Eve that I wanted to cry. (laughs) You know, that's how I was last night. It was nine o'clock. I was like, I am so tired. Okay, kids, time for bed. Everybody in bed. I admit, I think, I think Christmas Eve, I got to bed at 2 a.m., Because it got the kids to bed finally by like 11-something. And then I had to wrap some presents and stuff
0: stockings and do other things like
1: that. And I'm like, okay,
0: I'm going to bed. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date.